listening to We Watch Movies. I'm Ava. And I'm Jenna. And we watch movies. So this week we watched the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, yes, we spent all four hours for the sake of you guys. Um, I remember when I first proposed this, I didn't even tell Jenna what movie it was at first. I just went up to Jenna. I was like, how do you feel about doing a four hour long movie? And she was like, what's the movie? <laughs> um, so it's in case you don't know all of the information, the original Snyder, uh, not Snyder, the original Justice League, I believe came out in like 2017 and it was kind of bad. No, not kind of bad. It was it was pretty bad. It was and, not good. Yeah, <laughs> people didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, and then, but the fans were like, "No, it's because Zack Snyder couldn't be the fu- like it was it wasn't his vision because um, I think uh, I'm not I'm not claiming to be an expert on the situation, but I'm pretty sure that what happened was during the filming and production of. Uh, Justice League the first time, Zack Snyder had to leave the project because I think his daughter passed away, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is absolutely tragic. Um, and everybody was like, Zack Snyder couldn't bring us his his creative vision, and it would have been so much better if he had. So then, with enough push from the audience. Um, eventually they went and did a lot of reshoots and stuff with production and they made the Snyder Cut and now it's four hours long. Um, and it is significantly better. I will say that. I do still have issues though. Um, but let's start with Jenna. What did you think? I agree that it is miles better than the original, but it still has a lot of issues that I think are just like at the core of this movie no matter how you did it like there was there was no way for them to fix these issues unless they like completely started over which was never on the table yeah my main number one issue and i don't remember having this issue the first time and i know that they changed like the villain stuff they added like a new one or whatever and a lot of stuff and i don't know if i just blocked the first one from my memory or if i just didn't notice or if it is that changed but this movie has so many um similarities to infinity war that are kind of inexcusable and um before anybody like freaks out i know that infinity war technically came out after the first justice league which is um interesting because i don't remember what the first justice league was like but i do know that infinity war um was in the works before um the dceu was ever a thing um like thanos made his first appearance like with the um i think i think the gauntlet was in it too in like an end credit scene in like 2012 and man of steel didn't come out until like 2013 um but like it was just like there were parts when um Oh my god, uh, well, just in, just in general, I mean, they were trying to find- the bad guy is this big alien with a weird face and kind of a strange chin. Um, he's big, um, and he's looking for these, um, these things that he needs to unite in order to give the big, big bad guy ultimate power over the universe. And these three things 
are hidden around in different, like, realms. The first one he gets at the beginning by genociding a mythological people. Um, the second one he gets from, like, a, a group of people who kind of- they're, they're heroes too, but they're not entirely part of the main hero squad just yet. Um, uh, talking about Aquaman. And then, um, you know, the last one, it has a very intimate relationship with a certain character who is also um, a, like, a, a sentient robot kind of guy. <laughs> um, and so, so there, even then, there are just, like, little scenes that kind of feel like direct copies of each other. And it's just, it, but just in the basic plot. It's so similar. And I d genuinely don't know who copied who. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, and also spoiler alert, the Justice League like loses for like a minute there. So, there's also that. Oh yeah, that too. Um I I, I in in the um if you go to the flashback part too when they're reviewing the fight against Darkseid, there's some guy who, in the midst of a bunch of lightning, flies down with an axe <laughs> at the big bad guy. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, that's fun. Thor, how you doing? <laughs> um, not to mention, they have a scene where he locates one of these, um, these, I guess I'm just gonna call them MacGuffins, because... Uh, I, I don't want to end up calling them Infinity Stones accidentally. Um, <laughs> but he locates- so the big bad guy locates one of the MacGuffins by projecting it out of somebody's head. Um, so I didn't know Nebula was in this movie, but that's a thing. And like, I know that comic book, like Marvel and DC have been copying each other since Kingdom Come. Um, is that even the right phrase? <laughs> Probably Why not. not. Um, but since the Dark Ages, they have been copying each other. Um, don't don't even get me started on Carol Danvers and Kara Danvers because. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just a, a lot of a lot of copying happens, and it just it just that I feel like if you were gonna make um, a new version of this Justice League, and you were gonna make it four hours long, and it's after the epic conclusion that was Endgame, and the beloved movie that is Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, they're all beloved. Um, I would- I would have made it more different, and I feel like somebody should have noticed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I definitely saw those similarities, too, even before. I think you texted me at some point, but even then, I already kind of, like, there were so many scenes where I was like, hmm, this feels a little <laughs> familiar to me. And, I mean, I don't know if that's just, like, the structure that, like, ultimately winds up happening. Because, I mean, you see this with a lot of, like, dystopian novels, too. Especially, like, when they're in, like, a trilogy. Because, I mean, they're all in a trilogy. Don't, don't <laughs> even try with that. But, like, they all follow the same structure. So, I don't know if this is just, like, our apocalypse superhero major team-up thing that we're just gonna have until the end of time now but yeah it, it was definitely a little disconcerting to see but even then there were also a lot of parallels to the original avengers movie which not to mention the fact that there are six heroes in both of the team-ups but like 
the ton of flying evil bad guys that are working for um or working under one big bad guy who happens to have like shiny horns i mean (laughs) who's working Uh, for another big bad guy yeah um so like i think my sister pointed out something i don't remember when it was but she said that this movie was like the spongebob movie I don't remember what she was talking about, but I feel like it does work. So, um, I guess this this movie is like a combination of Infinity War and Avengers with a little bit of Spongebob mixed in there because it's just kind of absurd sometimes. But like, I mean, they're always absurd. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, one thing I did like is... They made the Flash less of a weenie. I mean, he's still a weenie, but in the first version, oh my god, it made me so mad. Because I love the Flash. He's like one of my favorite DC characters, um, mainly because of the CW show. Um, I stan. (laughs) But like, in the first movie, he had just so many pointless things that they put in there just to be funny. Like he would go, like they were having like a, a serious strategy talk or whatever, and he just goes, is this a bad time to bring up my blood sugar? And I was like, ugh. Oh, and not to mention, it was like, there was this part where he, when the water was coming in, in the original Justice League, I remember he was like, I'm afraid of the dark, and I can't swim, and, and he was like such a weenie. But now he's less of a weenie because they cut a lot of those stupid lines out, which is good. He's still a weenie, but not as much. He's um, like an understandable weenie now. <laughs> um... And then, I I like I like this Wonder Woman. She's cool. I like her. Um, the Superman. I don't really have much to compare him to. I remember watching the original Superman when I was very little and I liked it, but I haven't seen it recently. Um, I, same thing. Same thing that goes kind of for um, Cyborg. I don't really have anything to compare him to. And Aquaman. Um, however, Batman. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know how many problems I actually had with Ben Affleck himself as much as I did with the costume, but they made his neck so thick and something about the mask I just made his, his face- bat suit. It was- his face was so smushed the whole it, it time. Looked so bad. I'm sorry. I can appreciate the amount of work that probably went into making it, but it just looks awful. I'm sorry. I didn't like any of the costumes in, in this movie. I- I'm very partial to the Christian Bale- Batman series and Batman himself and also I think that Christian Bale's Alfred is what Alfred should be this Alfred fake Alfred we don't like this Alfred because he called Superman Master Kent which no does he employ you he does not employ you he is not your employer Batman is your employer that's why you call him Master Wayne okay you don't call him or or wait does he call him Master Wayne or Master Bruce Master Bruce right wait I Why do I feel like sometimes it goes either way? Like, okay, this one gave me too many vibes of the Gotham uh, Alfred. But the thing about the Gotham Alfred is he's okay to be, like, younger and more cool because Batman is younger. Yeah. And less cool. So, um, in that sense, it makes... In that scenario, it makes sense. But um, in this, it's like... It it makes me think that he was, like, Batman's nanny when he was, like, 20 or something. Like, 
Uh, not that he was, but he just felt too young and weird. And not to mention just this Batman in general. They they really leaned into the, oh, the only thing that Batman's capable of doing is throwing money around. Which is not true. Like, my favorite parts about Batman are when he's, like, stealthy. Or when he's, like, fighting people, like, hand-to-hand. And, you know, doing all this, like, no-killing stuff. He didn't kill people. But in this one, all he does is get in big fancy cars and shoot things with, like, grenades or whatever. That's all he does. He doesn't do any Batman stuff. Which made me really disappointed. Because... It's just Mr. Smushface in a in a big thing that like stomps around and shoots things. That's not that's not what Batman's supposed to be. <laughs> no, and Batman. I think that kind of gets back to like a lot of the other issues I have with this movie just because like sure, it's improved, but it it still has like fundamental like misunderstandings mm-hmm. of like the characters it's trying to write in the story it's trying to tell that like no matter what they would do to this movie it would be very hard to fix that especially with everything that they've done with the direction of the dceu yeah and then you have like aquaman which i didn't see the aquaman movie because i was scared of it because i had seen the first justice league and i frankly i didn't like aquaman in any sense um he was okay but What's the point of Aquaman if you're gonna, like, put him on the land? <laughs> I mean, if, if, like, I don't know, if I were making this movie, maybe I would have made the final battle, like, near a body of water so that they could have a cool water sequence or something. I don't know. Just something so that Aquaman was less useless. <laughs> if Not they, to say that he was, like, useless, but... If they had used the clouds when he was flying around, I would have forgiven them. But yeah. they didn't. So yeah. missed opportunity. Can't for- can't be forgiven. And I feel like, okay, I know the whole point of Superman is that he's overpowered, but it still bothers me. It still bothers me because, like, in this, he, he like, touched, he, like, tapped a, a big alien axe and it, like, crystallized. I didn't well, no, know that was what his superpowers. It, and it turned into oh. ice. And then he smacked oh, it yeah. and it crumbled. Okay. I. Either way, though. I, I'm, I've never been, like... Uh, okay. I've never been a super big fan of Superman because he's so overpowered, and it's just that he has, like, any power that you want him to. But, like, it is better than, um... I know some people have compared him as, like, the DC version of Captain Marvel, which I guess is kind of fair in terms of them being overpowered, and their only, like, plot service is just deus ex machina, literally. Um... But, like, Superman's powers, I mean, they're at least specific. Like, it's like, oh, he did that because he has ice breath. Whereas Captain Marvel's just like, I glow and I do things. And it's like, oh, you need somebody to, like, save this person? Captain Marvel's gonna come glow and do things. (laughs) And, um, so in that way, I think Superman is better than Captain Marvel. But in my book, a lot of people are better than Captain Marvel. Like, this Flash is better than Captain Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that much about, like, superheroes and, like, comic book characters. Like, the most of what I know is from, like, the more recent movies, which (laughs) I I understand that that is not, like, the best understanding to have. But it's it's what I'm working with here, people. But, um, 
Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like oh, in Gotham, <laughs> but that's it. But even then, like I really don't like the Batfleck. It's not like Ben Affleck's fault. Not really. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But just I don't know. I don't. Like I think. It. I think he makes a good Bruce Wayne. Sometimes. I mean, he's doing the best with like the lines he was given. Yeah. Um. And he he looks the part when he's just Bruce Wayne, but just the the like whole like when Batman was his teacher so squished against himself that he wouldn't Batman fit. He sounds like this when he talks. Um, in case any of that was intelligible, I was making fun of his squished face. Um, <laughs> and so I mean, it's he's like fine until um. Until he has the bat suit on, and obviously he's like the Iron Man sort of parallel, like the Tony Stark. Like, oh, he's rich. He doesn't have superpowers. He did all this stuff. Um, and then I think they tried to make Barry Allen like a kind of Peter Parker type thing, um, which is okay. I like Peter Parker and I like the Flash, and they're kind of similar in a lot of ways. But I don't know. Peter Parker was less of a weenie in Infinity War than Barry Allen was in this movie, and Peter Parker was 15. Or wait, was he 16 at that point? I don't know. He might have been 16 uh, at that point. I feel like he was 16 at that point because he was 15 in um, uh, Homecoming. So maybe he was 16, 15, 16. Um, and this guy was like graduating college or something. Not to mention, Henry Allen, who who shoved a stick up your butt for that first meeting? Like, he was, like, basically just telling Barry that he was wasting his time in college. I know! That made me so mad! I was like, your child wants to do this thing and is trying to make it work. And it's not just about you, Mr. Allen. He could want to do this beyond the fact of your situation. Like... Did that probably influence him? Sure, but if that's the path that he wants to go down now, you don't have the right to say that, like, oh, I don't want you to go to college. Like, he's literally trying to get a better job. <laughs> what are you on right now? And then and then he started, like, saying that the only reason he was doing it is because he was being a burden on his son's life. Like, and then he was like, don't visit me ever again. Like, pfft. What the frick? That's such a toxic thing to say to your kid. And then, um... It was such a and stupid then the, interaction. Yeah, he was so unsupportive, and then at the very end, his his son's like, Oh, I got a job, and he's like, Yes! My son has a job! Like, why are you so supportive suddenly now, and not before? Hmm? Weird. Yeah, it just... Yeah, that conversation really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, if you if you see Henry Allen in, like, the CW version of The Flash, he's, like, so nice, and I love him, and he's, like, like, what a king. And, 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 then, and then this version was a weenie, like his son. <laughs> um, the only person who, like, wasn't a weenie was... Wonder Woman, and I feel like they even dulled her down a little bit. Because she did not is- have a character in this movie, but beyond exposition, and yeah. according to the subtitles, ancient lamentation. <laughs> um, yeah, but so Wonder Woman is supposed to be like a goddess, like the daughter of Zeus, 
And why is she not as strong as Superman? Or at least kind of comparable? Like, why is an alien able to just kind of, like, brush her off like she's a normal person when she's actually a god? Like, okay. Like, cool. And, like, I don't know, even just in terms of exposition, I mean, I know that they needed somebody who kind of knew what was going on. Sort of like how Doctor Strange was at the beginning of Infinity War when he was like, oh, these are what the Infinity Stones are, blah, blah, blah. Um, and if anybody would know about this, it would be her, because she knows more ancient history than anybody, even just from her job, not from her, like, her upbringing. But, like, still. And then, like, the whole thing with the, the Amazons, uh, it's like, I don't know why there wasn't any evidence of this genocide in her second movie, but that's okay. And then, wait, no. She wasn't there when she was an adult in the second movie, was she? I don't know. But anyways, that scene where, like, Steppenwolf came in with all his parademons, um, in terms of what that was similar to, that was like, um, uh, what, what scene was that exactly like? That was exactly like the scene in Bug's Life, when Hopper and his goons come smashing into the anthill and they're like, where are our seeds? And the ants are like, we don't have your seeds. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly the same. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's exactly the same. Okay. The same. Okay, Ava. <laughs> no, and if we're talking about things that kind of like bothered us, um, I don't have a problem with like certain stylistic choices in a movie. Like, I can appreciate that you're going for something, but that doesn't mean I have to enjoy them. And there were two things in this movie that, like, were kind of bothersome. The one that bothered me more was how dark this movie was. Not, like, thematically speaking, but I'm talking, like, I got a new computer, like, kind of recently, so I'm still getting used to it. And one of the things it does that my old computer didn't is that it auto-adjusts the, the brightness of the screen. So I'd be watching this movie and be like, oh, wow, I can't really see anything. And I'd go to my brightness and I'd be like, oh, because my brightness automatically turned down from where I'm sitting. I would pause the movie, turn my brightness up, then all of a sudden, I'd turn the movie back on, and I still couldn't see anything. And I was like, hmm, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, palette-wise, that's something I noticed. If you compare, like, the palettes of MCU movies versus, like, DCEU movies, um, MCU is generally more warm-toned, and DCEU is more, like, cool-toned. Which I think I think it does reflect kind of the styles of the uh, companies in general. You know, you have like the Dark Knight and stuff, and and, and Man of Steel and stuff versus like Spider Man Homecoming <laughs> and like um, Thor: Love and Thunder or something like that. But like, um, so I think it was a a, a reflection of the DC Comics itself. Um, but yeah, I can see, I can see how it was a little too dark. It wasn't too dark for me because I watched it on a TV in a, without, with the lights off. So I thought oh, it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I, I understand like what they're going for. And I know that like, 
I'm not against like having a movie with like a darker color palette, but like they really muted things. Like I think one character is supposed to have red hair and like it looks gray almost every time she was on screen. Lois? I, I get why you're doing it, but like does it have to be this drastic? Was it Lois? No, it was uh, Queen Mira. Or Mira, wh- whoever she is. The-, the fish lady. Oh, I thought she was blonde. <laughs> is she blonde? Well, either way, it looked like she had gray hair. Which um, is not her hair color. Um, the, so the other thing is they, they had it in a 4 to 3 aspect ratio, which is, I didn't mind it. I kind of tuned it out after a while. I just don't understand why. I don't get it. I looked it up and I still didn't understand why they wanted it to be square. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. Like, I didn't have a problem with it, but, like, I I don't understand why it was so significant for them to change it to that. They're all like, it's presented in 4x3 to maintain the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Cool, but why? Yeah, but why? (laughs) Um... Or are we just trying to be contrarian at this point? Honestly, yeah. But I mean, that's kind of how it came off to me. Oh, you know who else was in this movie? What other character? Commissioner Gordon was in this character. Was it? <laughs> was in this movie? <laughs> and you know what? What happened when I saw him? What immediately went through my mind? <sighs> immediately. I saw his face, and the first thing that came across in my brain was Commissioner Gordon wants pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I was just watching this movie by myself. Okay, mind you, by myself. And I was just, every time I was like, Commissioner Gordon wants pictures of Spider-Man. She really and... couldn't stop. She texted me randomly. Oh my god, my texts to you are very, um, during this movie are very entertaining. Should um, I read I love some the... of them later? <laughs> I love the Barry the Builder part. Um... <laughs> oh my god, peak comedy. Uh, I think one of the things I texted you about, like another thing that bothered me, was uh, how... There were things, like, there were scenes in this movie where if they were in any other movie, I would just be like, oh, this is this movie trying to pad its runtime. But obviously, this movie didn't need to pad its runtime. Um, and so those scenes just kind of bothered me because, like, why is this movie four hours if you could have just trimmed this down? And also, it bothered me because if you're going to have a scene like that where it's, like, 45 straight seconds of um, Aquaman taking his shirt off in slow motion it's literally 45 seconds it's a glamour shot of Aquaman and if you're gonna have that much or like even it had like a two minute section of just this this woman in this fishing village singing for no reason well I mean she had a reason for singing but no reason to show it to us um and I know it's trying to make it like moody and immersive or whatever but if you're gonna have scenes like that and then you want to do vital exposition for a character when there's a flashback of this kid who's like dying in a hospital and his mom's already dead and his father comes in the wife or not the wife <laughs> the nurse goes i'm sorry your wife didn't make it and your son won't either and just walks away like okay <laughs> was the weirdest delivery i started laughing i was trying to make myself lunch and i just couldn't 
And then and then he goes he goes to his son and he's like, I will save you and I won't stop at anything, I will save you. Like, why are you rushing dialogue? That part was so bad. In a four-hour movie. Like, I mean, have... at this point, that there's no reason to just just take your sweet time. Like, I mean, I sat here for days watching this four-hour movie. Like at, like, at that point, you're just beyond reasonability. Do whatever. Yeah. And then, and then of course, that guy who's talking to his son then, then went on to make Vision. And, um, and everything was better. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I need to... I need to separate these two in my brain. But I don't know if I'm gonna be able to... This movie was four hours long because Zack Snyder loves slow-mo. And, again, I don't have a problem with, like, movies having, like, a certain, like specific style in fact i really enjoy when movies have that but i also have to ask how much slow-mo is enough slow-mo because this movie definitely pushes the limit of how much Mm -hmm. can kill a person yeah it was very cinematic and i mean like what is the word it's the it's when you're talking about like the environment or not the environment oh my god Atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere. the atmosphere was very well done. I thought throughout the whole thing. That's one thing I did like. It was very consistent. I yeah, liked I liked the that too. That they shot. I thought it was pretty, um, except for at the very end, Batman's house. Um, here's how I would describe his house. So you know how when you have graham crackers and they come. <laughs> oh, those- that's what you meant. <laughs> you I get it now. <laughs> if you have a graham cracker, it's like a rectangle, and you break it in half to make your s'more, right? So. <laughs> Imagine you didn't break it in half, and you just made a s'more with two of those graham crackers, and then you put that graham cracker on, like, a model town, and you put it on a hill in a model town, right? And so you have that s'more just sitting there. Now, that's where Batman lived. Oh, the things buddy could buy. <laughs> yes, um, this guy lived in a s'more, um... When it was already, he already was very clear that he could buy a bank, which mm, I had problems with that too. Because Superman, first of all, he was like, oh, I'm so grateful. I can't thank you enough for what you've done here. And at first I thought he was talking about literally resurrecting him from the dead. But no, he was talking about getting a house back from foreclosure in the bank, which I don't think would be that difficult for a millionaire. And I didn't think much of it. And then Superman was like, how did you get the house back from the bank? And Batman's like, I bought the bank. Why didn't you just buy the house from the bank instead of buying the bank? Like, now you just have a bank. What are you gonna do with the bank? You could have just bought the house. Did he- Uh, no. Actually, I know the reason why he did that. The only reason he did that is because he wanted to show everybody that he was so rich by saying, I bought a bank. He wanted to be able to say, oh yeah, well, you know what? I'm rich and I bought a bank. There's really, like, nothing- Like, I don't know why they had such a need to keep telling us that Batman is rich. Every time they had the opportunity, they were like, Batman's rich. And it's like, I know. That's literally a part of his character. That's not the only part of his character, but, like, I know. Can we move on? Yeah, they kind of made the characters, like, more one-dimensional than usual. Mm. Like, they made Wonder Woman, um... 
expository um, ancient knowledge person. They made Batman rich guy, which he's so much more than just rich guy. Um, they made Aquaman... <laughs> um, I, I, Aquaman, I guess. Um, they made Barry a weenie. Um, they made... Oh, they made Cyborg um, expository future guy. Um, he was able to, like, tell everybody what was gonna happen. They made Superman the deus from the Machina. And, yeah, it was, like, everybody had their specific roles to be played. And, um, they, they took their time, like, took their turns in front of the camera. It, they didn't really have those scenes where they were, like, all in sync with each other. Which is something that I feel like Avengers movies have done well. Is just showing the the team meshing together whereas in this movie it was very much like uh, Wonder Woman does a thing now Cyborg does a thing now Barry does a thing now Batman drives a car <laughs> um and it was very like one after the other it wasn't very much like a team kind of thing like it was everybody stayed in their lane they weren't like playing off of each other so much um, I don't know if I if I'm just feeling that way and nobody else's, but by the end they were kind of working together. But I would have liked to see more of them like actually like coming together as like a team and just as like a group of people because I feel like that was kind of something the movie was trying to stress, but it had so many other focuses that like it, it dropped that one. Oh my god, they really wanted us to ignore the fact that Barry was carrying the team at the end there. He literally went faster <laughs> than the speed of light. Probably could have ripped the fabric of the universe. He did rip the fabric of the universe. All of their butts because Victor was taking his sweet time. That made me so things. mad. That made me so mad. Like Barry was ready. He was ready, and Victor was just standing there, <laughs> not giving him the cue. And I know at first he got like or whatever but then then he was back there and he he just took his sweet time and it was so angry and then he blamed barry when barry got shot literally he got literally shot by this this guy and and cyborg was like barry where are you and i'm like barry is not the problem here barry was freaking ready and now you guys now he's like he's got like this massive wound on his side that he's trying to speed heal and you guys are over there losing even with superman who what is superman doing i don't know breathing ice on things and then and then like they're just trying to they 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 were losing and then barry's like okay even though i'm like wounded i'm gonna save everybody's behinds right now and reverse time so that i can push cyborg into this cube thing which, even then, the fact that he was able to rewind it to the right time for Cyborg means that Cyborg was standing there ready and not telling Barry. Yeah, it just- it made me so frustrated because I'm like, you've been ready! Like, how are you not ready right now? Like, it just- I mean, the scene was really cool with, with Barry, like, running- Running on nothing? fast. Running on- I mean, it, it was just- it was frustrating that it happened like that. Like, you couldn't think of any other way that they could have missed the window other than just having Victor stand there for too long. <laughs> I love Barry running on um, theoretical science and not an actual ground. I love I love Barry making ground with him, with him running. I love Barry the Builder. It's my favorite thing in the world. 
Um, but also, it just, it still made me mad. <laughs> yeah, um, that was probably one of the scenes I liked the most when I was able to ignore the circumstances that brought it. Yeah. I know, okay. Steppenwolf and Darkseid. So, when my sister Emmy saw Steppenwolf, she looked at him and she saw the shiny things and she was like, you know, I think he looks better than Thanos. And I was like, no. Do you see his face? Like, he doesn't. I I went back and I rewatched part of Infinity War cause I, I, for other reasons. Um, and they had this close-up of Thanos' face. And, God, what is the, the guy who plays Thanos? Um, oh, Josh Brolin? Yeah, Josh Brolin. You could see his, like, face and his, um, his micro-expressions and everything just, like, in the way that he emotes and how well the- I mean, obviously, it still- it still looks animated, uh, but, like, it looks really real. Like, the way that they did Thanos was so good. And then you have Darkseid, and you look at his face, and it looks so stupid. I mean, and then- and then the horns were part of his head and not just his helmet? They were- he, when he took off his helmet, he looked so dumb. I mean, not that the animation wasn't good, it just wasn't, like, incredible, and I just thought he looked kind of stupid. It was part design thing, part, like, the style, and, like, it didn't look amazing, like, it didn't look awful, but it didn't look, like, amazing, either. I feel like I'm really tearing apart this movie right now, and see, it sounds like I didn't like it. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, I liked this movie. It had a positive reception from me. I just have issues with it. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, when you're watching something for four hours, it's kind of easy to start nitpicking things. Yeah, maybe if this movie was like two hours long, I would have liked it a lot more. <laughs> um, yeah, he's... And then, so the epilogue... Mm-hmm. was really unnecessary. They could have chopped it off. They could have chopped it off real quick, real nice. At the end of at the end of that recording from Cyborg's father, they could have chopped it there. Done. Yeah, no they more. could have just made a post-credit scene if they wanted that so bad. We didn't need Well, even then it would have been too long to be a post-credit scene. We didn't need First of all, we didn't need the Flash with like a mustache. That was weird. Um yeah, that, no. <laughs> Immediately we weird. Need- I know that they had the whole Lex Luthor thing, which I think would have been a good post-credit scene. But then everything else after that was just adding on too much. Adding on too much. First of all, what, since when does Batman get premonitions? I had a, a theory about that. Person? What? What's your theory? So, I knew there was the scene with the Joker at the end. I wasn't sure <laughs> when, like, how far back that was coming. And I knew that, like, Batman had premonitions. And he had said the line before about, like, Barry standing somewhere and telling him, like, Lois Lane is the key. And then when Barry started doing the thing where he's, like, messing with time to, like, charge Victor or whatever, um, he said something about the past, and I was like, is- how far back is he going? Because at first I was like, is he just gonna go all the way back and, like, influence everything in the movie? But then he didn't do that. So I was like, oh, well, I guess my theory is kind of dumb. Don't hire me, film theory. It, it wouldn't work. But I don't know. I feel like he still did something. Because he knew Lois Lane was the key. And at the end, they're talking about how Lois Lane died. Which caused Superman to go to the, like the other side. 
So, he knows something. Yeah, if they wanted any- if they wanted to give a premonition, they should have made the premonition short. Either given it to Barry while he was reversing time, given it to Cyborg while he was going into those QB things, or given it to Cyborg when he was bringing back Superman, which he kind of did. He kind of did give it to Cyborg then. But like, I don't know, at the end they were talking about like, oh, then Harley Quinn dies, then the, my adopted son is dead, and all these other things, and they were really like, basically, like, I mean, the post credit scenes in Marvel movies, they give information about the next movie. They don't give you, like, the end or anything. They don't give you so- like, this gave us too much information. We didn't need all of that. I mean, obviously it teases people about the next movies and gets people excited, but they're like, oh, Wonder Woman's dead, and everybody's dead. Which, like, honestly, if I have to watch one of these movies without Wonder Woman, I'm kind of gonna be annoyed. Um, if- okay, no, if I have to watch one of these movies without Wonder Woman, and with Jared Leto doing this? No. Like, this version of the Joker was worse than he was in Suicide Squad, and that is saying a lot. I mean, a lot. Did you ever see Suicide Squad? I have seen that movie twice. Really? Wow. Yeah. No homework. No homework for Jenna today. Um, I know. Wait, I did, did extra see... credit, guys. Um. Wait. Did you see Birds of Prey? I was planning on seeing it with people, and then COVID happened, so um, it hasn't worked out yet. But I, I'm planning on it. That was like one of my last movies that I saw in theaters before, um, before Chaos Walking, which I saw in theaters um a couple weeks ago, which was amazing. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so I know they're making like the Suicide Squad, which that I don't like that they named it the Suicide Squad when they have a movie called Suicide Squad. I know they're trying to be Enlob. Um, wait, Enlom, sorry, but <laughs> still, um, I don't know. But the Joker in Suicide Squad, he was annoying. Didn't like him. Um, but I knew that they were trying to take a different take on the character. Because nobody's gonna live up to Heath Ledger. Nobody will do that. Um, <laughs> or, and, and, and then there's also, like, the whole, like, Joaquin Phoenix thing, which he has his own, like, stuff going on there. Um, but, you know, you have... I would have preferred... I, I honestly would have preferred them just replace this Joker and bring in, like, Joaquin Phoenix and make that... Um, canon to the DCEU, then 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 take in Jared Leto, give him like weird long hair and the weirdest clown makeup. I know that the Joker has clown makeup, but who's gonna give a prisoner clown makeup while he's literally restrained in a prison uniform and also where are his tattoos? I mean, I didn't like his tattoos, but he can't just not have tattoos now. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the premonition was definitely weird. And, I mean, I don't even know if the premonition thing is, like, even gonna be a thing. Because, like, is the DCEU, like, still existing? <laughs> like, and, and that gonna... premonition was only to serve, like, a sequel that might not even happen. Well, this so they're gonna have, um... I don't know if the Batman is part of the DCEU or not. Um, I'm excited for that one, though. They're gonna have the Riddler. That's cool. Um, 
but so if that is part of the DCEU and they are replacing Ben Ben Affleck with um, Robert Pattinson, that's cool. Um, I know they're. I forgot try- that was happening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're trying to make The Flash have a movie. Um, I don't know when that's supposed to come out. Uh, they are. I don't know if they're gonna do another Wonder Woman. I assume so because she's a cash grab. Um, probably another Superman. And then they're basically they're basically gonna try to be the new MCU because they also teased at the end they were like oh this is our new Justice League house and there's also room for more so they're gonna try to like be the next MCU which I mean all power to them but I don't I don't think that they're going to successfully be able to copy the MCU as well as the MCU has because their characters I don't think lend themselves quite as well to that. I feel like for DC, villain team-ups are much better than hero team-ups. I mean, yeah, like you you've seen enough of Gotham to know mm-hmm. that it's pretty effective. Like I don't know if you've seen like the later seasons but the, like, the villains run that show, and the fact that yes. the showrunners could like never fully like comprehend the fact that like the villains should have become the main characters was always like a downfall. But like the villains are very interesting in the DC universe, and the heroes could be. But with the direction that they've taken, the DCEU, they'd either have to like do like a soft reset of everything they've done before. Or kind of rest focus away. <laughs> yeah, like, I I was raised on DC, so I always said I was a DC fan. Um, but then when I discovered Marvel, I was a both fan. I'm more so a Marvel fan, I think, at this point. But I still stand Batman and the Joker, mostly um, the Christian Bale versions. Um, but it's like, I've always said that DC has better villains and Marvel has better heroes. And I will stand by that. I also think that Marvel has better movies in general. And then, um, at this point, I can't continue to say that DC has better TV shows. I cannot anymore because WandaVision was wow. And the newer seasons of the CW shows are not quite as wow. But that's what you expect when something goes on like seven seasons. Um, except for Supernatural. That was always wow. Five se- 15 seasons strong. Wow. Um... But like no, I, I I'm I'm very much a DC villains fan. Like I have mostly the Joker, to be honest, which is why Jerry Little makes me so sad. Um, cause like the one sticker I have on my Chromebook is Batman kicking Joker in the balls. The I have a uh, poster of Heath Ledger's Joker on my wall. It's very big. I have a smaller poster that's a movie print from Dark Knight, and it's Heath Ledger's Joker. Her um, Heath Ledger poster scared our English teacher. Oh my god, yeah, she gave me she gave me a rubric from a video we had to make we had to film ourselves doing a presentation because we were um, remote and she returned the rubrics for um, for our presentations and so my my poster was in the background because I filmed it in my room and she said, you get an A plus your poster was very scary. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, no, I don't like um, Jared Leto's Joker, but you know what I kind of am excited about that Joker's gonna do? He's gonna do, um, Morbius. 
which I didn't know was a thing until recently, which apparently, it's like, its trailer came out like a year ago, and I didn't know about it, which is like, okay then, um, and not to mention, like, all of the Spider-Man teases in Morbius that are also theoretically gonna be connected to Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I mean, come on, why did nobody tell me? Why is why have why have I been been in the dark of these these things for so long? Like if you're gonna have Michael Keaton's vulture at the end of your trailer, why did nobody tell me? <laughs> Upsetting. I mean, I didn't tell you because this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Okay, so this Morbius trailer, right? It's 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 just it's like the trailer for Morbius. Jared Leto, he looks pretty decent in this. Like he's like a cool cool dude. Um, there's, the, but there's a scene where he walks past, like, graffiti of Spider-Man, it's like a painting of Spider-Man, and then somebody wrote in white spray paint murderer over it, which seems to be, like, referencing possibly the end credit scene of Spider-Man Far From Home, um, which, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about, um, or, and then, and then at the end, I mean, Michael Keaton's there, and when you save things to the very end of a trailer, I mean, you know what that's gonna imply. So, it's, like, pretty crazy, and, um, some people are saying that it's gonna have ties to the MCU, I don't know how much I buy that, but some people are also saying that Tom Holland's Spider-Man might eventually make an appearance in these, like, Sony Spider-Man villain movies, which I am a thousand percent here for. I will watch the heck out of those movies now. Um, not, not that I didn't before. I loved Venom. Venom was so good. Did you see Venom? I unfortunately did not see Venom. Jenna! It, guys, it, it only took so long for, for me to be back in the bad book. <laughs> Jenna! I'm, I'm upset with you now. It was such a good movie. I love that was really fun. Um, the the song that was in the end credits of that, the Eminem song, was stuck in my head in the middle of pre-calc earlier because or not today, yesterday, because she wrote Y Denom, meaning Y Denominator, and I read it as Venom, and then the song was stuck in my head for the rest of pre-calc, and I had to play it, so over my teacher's speaking, I was just listening to Eminem and I felt bad about it, but also I didn't because it's a it's like a catchy song and it was stuck in my head. Um, I have heard the song. It's I, I like it. I like it. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm super excited for Venom Let There Be Carnage. It's supposed to come out in, like, the fall, I think, and they haven't released a trailer, which is kind of insane. But, like... So, I think because we both said that we did enjoy this movie, but then we went on to only give criticisms, I think we should end quickly with one thing that we did enjoy about this movie. What did I enjoy about this movie? I know I enjoyed it. I just don't know what I enjoyed about it. <laughs> um. Hey, Jenna, can you go first? <laughs> sure. Um, wait! Wait! Something bad I forgot to bring up. Oh, that go for it. I can't believe I forgot to bring it up. Um, the soundtrack was disappointment. When you compare it to, like, when you have these moments in, like, Endgame, when every time they go, everybody starts, like, going crazy and everything. They didn't have that in this movie, and it was really lame. There was one thing. There was one thing. I, I can't 
I mean, I, I only finished watching the movie today, so I'm not able to fact check both the thing I'm saying. And it was disappointing. It, it was very like generic. It reminded me of a whole bunch of other things. Like I was trying to print something and in my head. I'm like, I, I watched this movie and now I'm getting another motif from something else. And I can't remember what it was. Spoiler alert, it was Game of Thrones. But anyway, um, there was one musical moment that like was kind of interesting, but I'm, I'm pretty sure what they did was they took the Man of Steel theme for Superman and they, first of all, they used it way too much. Like whenever Lois Lane came up, they would play like the first like few notes and it drove me crazy because I couldn't tell if they were using it or not. I was like, mm -hmm. this sounds like first flight, but it might not be anyway. Lost my mind a little bit. And then when he, takes up like his new suit and he like flies like into the universe a little bit they like do like an homage to the like the original like first flight scene and i was like okay that was kind of musically interesting but then they kind of cut it off and i was like hmm that that's not the best but like oh well but then they finish it when he goes into the final battle and i was like okay compared to like the rest of like the blandness of the score this is pretty cool but like it wasn't amazing you know when they had that, like, weird, generic, like, pop song during the slow-mo flash scene when he saved that girl from the car wreck? Yeah. That- I felt like that was a very big rip-off of the time-in-a-bottle scene of Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. Yeah. That- that was another thing that upset me. But wait, we're supposed to be talking about good things. Um, good things about this movie were- I don't know, the Flash when he used his powers looked pretty cool. Yeah. I like the Flash. <laughs> Me too. Even if he's a weenie sometimes. I mean, to be fair, what would we be like? If I had superpowers, I'd be so cool. You already are cool, Ava. Aw, thank you. But like, I don't know, if you had a superpower, what would your superpower be? Um... Invisibility would be pretty useful, but I don't know if I would want to, like, waste my superpower on that. Maybe teleportation. Or time travel. Not time travel. Teleportation. Yep, that's what I'm going with. I would either want to have powers, um, that- I would either want the power to, like, stop time. Oh, or, yeah. Or, um, the or the power set that, um, Professor X has. Because he can, he can, like, control minds and read minds and talk to minds. Like, that's cool. That would be awesome. Um, but can he talk to intelligence, Ava? Ew. I just- <laughs> He was overpowered, too. He was so overpowered, too. Oh, my god. I, I- I don't know. They really stretched the limits of his powers there. Like, whoa, this this plane is speaking to me. <laughs> she wants to fly. <sighs> you know what? Well, this is kind of a petty thing to say, but like, I don't know why Batman said the thing about like how like, oh, but it's also in your nature too to fly. Like, I feel like that should have been a Wonder Woman line. Also with like what they did at the end of Wonder Woman 1984. But I, I like yeah. I understand that like both movies were probably like done. At, like at that point, but still, it, just, it bothered me. I was like, Batman, what? What? <laughs> Why you? 
You know, I think I think we need to stop saying mean things and say that we liked this movie and be done with it. <laughs> um, cause that's how I feel about it. I liked it, but I can't really say much good stuff about it, and I don't know why. It's a weird paradox, cause I know I liked it, but like the good stuff about it are are kind of like I don't know. I don't know what's good. I just know it it was kind of good. Um. Part of me wonders how, um, our thoughts about this movie would differ if we didn't have the expectations of what the original cut was like. Because most of the things that a lot of people say are like, oh, it's so much better than the original. But if we take that away and try to judge this movie, then how do we feel about it? And <laughs> that's kind of a weird thing to think about. So, I mean, I don't know. I liked this movie. I liked how it was immersive, and it was definitely, like, its own thing. It was better than its original. And if it wasn't four hours, maybe it would be a fun thing to put on again, but not yeah. four hours. I think that's a really good place to wrap this up. Um, if you guys enjoyed and you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're not on YouTube, hit whatever follow button is presented, because that would be really nice. Um, if you're on YouTube and you don't like YouTube for some reason, we have other platforms in the description. If you're not on YouTube and you like YouTube, go to YouTube and subscribe and hit like and comment what you guys thought of the cider cut. Um, we also, here on our YouTube channel, post videos like every weekend, um, I'm doing a video this weekend about what it's like to go to the movie theater during COVID. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah. So we hope to see you again next time. Um, Jenna, anything to add? Okay, but seriously, why did Aquaman take his shirt off so much? Okay, bye!